Good morning. What's going on, CNBC.com? Uh, just getting this morning started. We'll start with Best Buy reporting better than expected earnings, a dollar fifteen on weaker revenues, though, of nine point four seven billion compared to estimates of uh, nine point four three billion. The total comparable sales down ten point one percent. Now that was as expected. It was weaker in the United States, though, down ten point four percent. U.S. digital sales. All right, all right. Uh, it looked like they're just uh, giving out earnings for. Uh, let me see. It may just be retail companies. Uh, not sure. Um, what's going on? Want to touch base with everybody? Um, I did uh, happen to take yesterday off. Just had a bunch of uh, stuff that I had to get done. Um, you know, of course, there's no excuses. But yeah, yesterday was just a busy day. Uh, as I told y'all, um, um, right now, just working on a couple projects right now. Uh, the main two projects is this podcast as well as I uh, want to get a couple other podcasts going with uh, a couple other buddies of mine. Um, also, I'm working on a children's book. Uh, was um, was just uh, taking a look at that yesterday. See what you know, kind of uh, the angle that we're going to be taking. Uh, just trying to have fun. Um, just trying, yeah, just always trying to have a good time. Um, so yeah, that's about it. Uh, just getting the day started, catching up on the news. Uh, it looks like, you know, huge news. Uh, let me see. Um, some of Dollar Tree. At the other end of the spectrum, Ralph Lauren just reporting earnings 90 cents adjusted. That's well above Dollar Tree was dropping. It was estimated on revenues of $1.54 billion. Also strong. Ralph Lauren like other looks like they're of about 5.4%. 13%. China sales up 30%. Shares of Ralph Lauren higher by more than 5% in the early going. Any theme you take out of all of this? There's so many themes. If you kind of, you can divide it into the good and the bad. So we'll start with. All right. Um, let's see what else is going on real quick. I just want to, uh, of course, debt ceiling, uh, huge news, uh, inflation, huge news, um, recession coming, huge news, unemployment rate possibly going to go back up. Huge news. Um, China, um, huge news. Uh, so there's a lot of good news out there. Uh, let me see if I jotted down anything. Uh, you know, I'm just constantly, I mean, constantly uh, just trying to look for topics. Um, there's so much I wanted to go over, but also want to just, you know, you know, take it easy. No need to rush. Um, we're, we're taking our time. Uh, you want to create content, you know, you take your time. Um, actually prior to, uh, uh, um, hitting record on the, um, um, let me see, uh, looks like they're talking about McCarthy. I think this is the, uh, the debt selling guy. Biden and McCarthy are in there negotiating. It's a group of negotiators, you know, largely anonymous ones that we know, but this does seem to be a fairly positive development working 24 hours. Can I insert my skepticism here? Please. I'm trying to be nice. Uh, okay, great. The futures have come up on this, but great. Show us the money. Show us the deal. I, I don't want to think that this is them saying, yeah, we've made progress, so it's okay to send Congress home for the weekend like they've been promised for their week-long holiday. Remember that show that was a show on CNBC? I don't know if you ever watched that network. Okay. It was like a bunch of people, and then they would guess a briefcase. It would open. It'd be like money in there. And, you know, I feel like this is like that version. Deal or no and, uh, deal. Try not to laugh, Cordy. <laughs> Yeah, so it looks like they're just still talking about um, how we're going to reach this debt ceiling. Matter of fact, um, prior to, I was looking at this um, article in the Washington Post uh, uh, by Michelle Singletary uh, discussing the psychological effects of breaching the debt ceiling and um, how uh, if we don't meet this debt ceiling, uh, it's very possible. And I'm just summarizing that um there will be some material changes to american finances um also to to possibly going to an extent um you know probably you know lost jobs and uh if we you know if, if the we don't meet the debt ceiling and we go into inflation and we go into a recession uh, it's very possible that there will be a lot of lost jobs um and also the psychological damages of uh, not receiving that paycheck and how that can uh, affect you uh, long term. Um, just a few things, uh, Singletary, uh, along with uh, a few other uh, 
um, uh, quotes. Uh, Mark Zandi, chief economist at Moody's Analytics, uh, made a couple quotes. Uh, Danny Hewson, head of financial analysis for AJ Bell, uh, made a couple comments. But essentially, the conclusion, um, you know, curbing unnecessary spending, you know, getting that um, seventeen thirty eight. You may have to go ahead and bring it back down to, uh, you know, long neck Henny, um, you know, uh, you know, that car purchase that you wanted to get or, you know, whatever, just, um, you know, eating out, uh, you know, um, you know, 14, 15 times a week may have to, uh, just curb the, uh, unnecessary spending. Uh, we'll put a little bit more cash in your pocket. Uh, also check in on, uh, the family. Um, you know, a lot of people, uh, that are seniors, um, approximately, according to the article, 55% of retirees said they rely on Social Security as a major source of income, according to a Gallup poll. So if your parents or other retired loved ones are heavily reliant on Social Security to make ends meet, ask whether they can handle a missed payment, find out how they might Pay their bills if you're in a position to help reassure them that you will. Uh, contact lenders uh, to you know people who are starting to fall back on that car payment or that um, mortgage payment. Contact the lender. Also, continue to uh, save and invest. Um, with the market going to hit a catastrophic, possibly catapult. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, so the U.S. has not missed uh, a payment since 1789, um, according to this article. And um, um, so uh, let me see. Uh, previously, uh, let me see. The last time these talks got down to the wire, uh, if I'm correct, this is according to Danny Houston. The last time these talks got down to the wire, markets plummeted. And the country's borrowing costs shot up. Uh, so uh, with the market plummeting, uh, is it more beneficial to go ahead and pull your money out of your investing, um, you know, and go ahead and hold it in cash for a little while? Uh, according to Singletary, um, uh, no, it is best to go ahead. Um, it's not, you know, it's not best to keep your money uh, if from what it says in the article, don't withdraw cash to stockpile it. Your money is not safer in your house. Your U.S. saving bonds will still be the safest investment. Although you may have lingering fears once the debt ceiling dilemma passes, the alternative is to shut down financially, and that won't serve you well. I would recommend people continue to save and invest like they typically do, Zandi said. Uh, that is, um, again, Mark Zandi, chief economist of Moody's, uh, chief economist at Moody's Analytics. Uh, look through the near term drama and focus on the long term. Despite all this sternum und drang, it is never wise to bet against the American economy in the long run. So uh, if, if you're if you're a gambling person, um, I'm not knocking it, not saying I am. But if you're going to gamble, uh, just a few gambles that uh, you you uh, want to make. Uh, uh, you you with a few gambles that you don't want to make. You don't want to gamble against the U.S. economy, according to this article. Uh, you don't want to bet against Tom Brady. Um, and uh, I heard somebody tell me once, and you don't want to bet against Oklahoma football. Let me see if I can find that real quick. Give me just one second. Uh, then we're gonna get ready to take a break. Um, Uh, let me see. Uh, uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to find it. Uh, but yeah, yeah. You can always trust the uh, American economy. You can always trust Tom Brady. You can also always trust Oklahoma football. Um, all right. So I've been talking for about nine minutes right now. Uh, of course, I want to thank anybody and everybody uh, who decided to take time out of their day. Uh, here, we're looking at credit rating of the United States. S&P and Fitch have indicated in recent weeks that a delay in non-debt service payments or even letting the deadline lapse could have credit implications. 
Moody's to- told Reuters yesterday that it may change its outlook before an actual defense. Yeah, just more death ceiling and how much uh, this may impact us. But of course, I want to take the time to say thank you to anybody and everybody who's definitely taken time out of their day, whether it's even 60 seconds to spin, play one of my podcasts. I, I definitely do appreciate it. Uh, again, this is not just my podcast. This is a conversation between us um, to try to, um, you know, just, you know, going down the uh, the the path of business, uh, accounting, regulation, and finance. So again, thank you. Uh, take a quick break. This is Chan Man, House of Barf. Yo, 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 what's good? This is Chan Man, House of Barf, talking about the housing market. So there's a lot more to this than just the straight rate. But I think as that gap narrows, if we can get between the three and a half they're in and the five, five and a half, I think we're going to see even more activity. There's going to be more action on the resale market. Well, this is the CEO, Doug Yearly, uh, Toll Brothers, talking about market rates. Why don't they just build a lot more homes and, and, and just make it so it's okay? You have discipline. Yeah. The discipline is what makes it so that your stock is a great investment. You're not doing anything that is wrong, so to speak. You're meeting the demand. You try. It's not like people are saying, "Here's ten million new acres go to work." All You're right, that's CNBC.com. Just talking about uh, the mortgage rates, um, <clears throat> housing market. Uh, I really don't touch on real estate, but I guess there's some parts in real estate that I can touch on, like interest rates and whatnot, and <clears throat> um, I guess more so kind of what that means, and you know the things that you can consider. Uh, with the interest rates, uh, such as the refinance or uh, whatever else is out there. See, I don't know a whole bunch about real estate. Um, <clears throat> and what would get people, because um, there's, there's still a large market of people who are buying homes, uh, I guess, but there's not, we need more homes, but um, I guess maybe possibly, I'm not sure if there's a slowdown or something. Uh, and what they were talking about, what rates would you think about? Um, the part I heard, do you think that, you know, uh, the Fed can lower interest rates to about what amount do you think people would start purchasing again? And I believe he said approximately about 5% and, uh, people would be willing to give up that three and a half, uh, shit. I, man, if, uh, 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 everyone, if, um, mortgage rates drop around 5%, uh, I may shop around. Just kind of seeing what might be out in the market. Uh, but as of right now, um, as much as a fuck or fuss um, that I'm in, um, I'm still kind of work, trying to work it out with uh, the bank. Uh, the <clears throat> bank kind of got me being a uh, you know new you know investor in homes. Um, I, I I didn't do my paperwork and I misread some things and I'm not even sure if it's in the paperwork. I got to find the paperwork and discuss this with the bank because some things that they said that they would do, uh, they are not doing. Uh, but that's another uh, discussion. Um, <clears throat> again, just want to say thank you to anybody and everybody who decided to stop by kick it with your man chairman at the house. Uh, just getting back into the swing of things. Uh, had to, uh, had to take a quick break. Just had to, whew, all right, get back into this. Um, uh, again, didn't create content yesterday. Uh, was really busy. Um, as usual, as everyone else is. Um, so I was, uh, uh, again, uh, just working on some more content, some more, uh, some other stuff, uh, working on a, uh, child's, uh, book. Uh, want to say thank you to anybody who's helping me out with that. Appreciate it. Um, also, um, uh, have the regular schmegular, uh, stuff going on, uh, just, uh, summer camps and, uh, whatnot. And, uh, I'm fucking up on that. Uh, but, uh, getting that taken care of. Um, so yeah, uh, I did notice, uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with the analytics. 
uh, whether they matter to me or not. Analytics are good. Um, but going back to kind of just thinking about emotional investing, you know, um, you know, whether the analytics matter or not and whether, um, you'll get, uh, more views sometimes. Um, so in business, um, there's like this theory of the, uh, effect of, uh, like good customer service or something and, uh, the impact it has on, on your, uh, on your business. Uh, so it's not always, um, you know, revenues, products, services, or customer service as well, but, uh, just, just, you know, Hey, how are you doing? Can I help you out with that? You know, do you, do you need help or anything? Uh, did you find everything you were looking for? Uh, things like that. If I'm correct, I, I have to write that down because I'm not sure if that was correct or if it was something else. But I believe it was customer service uh, has an effect. So regardless of, um, uh, let me see, service impact on um, income for uh, businesses. Uh, <clears throat> so, yeah. Oh, got my bev right here. Uh, it's just a uh, tap water. Uh, it's filtered, uh, but um, uh, yeah. So you know, I'll take a look at the analytics. May may take a pause on looking at them for a little bit. Um, I see the audience members are uh kind of stable over about seven days. Uh, whether it's just one episode uh, or two episodes. Um, also notice that um, uh, the episodes are starting to get uh, two plays per episode. Um, so uh, that can be a little nerve wracking at the same time. It's like, wow. Like, so uh, taking a day off to not create content. Uh, was actually great. It was actually really cool. I was like, oh, yeah, bet. Mine can relax. Uh, doing content, I mean, again, it's, it's a pleasure. It is a pleasure because uh, when I wasn't creating content yesterday, I was thinking about it. I was like, and I had to tell myself, stop thinking about it. We don't, I don't want to turn uh, content creating uh, into that, you know, um, how, you know, sometimes in business, uh, this is another reason uh, for House of Barf is, you know, it's a um, it's a it's a uh, conversation uh, it's therapy for me. Uh, it's a place where uh, you can go to um, uh, just talk about business and finance and not feel like you're some money hungry whore. Uh, let's see. S and P's up about thirty-two points. Dow Jones up about thirty-nine points. Um, it's approximately nine twenty-seven a.m. Eastern Standard Time, May twenty-fifth, twenty-twenty-three. Um, yeah. So it's just a place you can go hang out, talk about business. Um, as, as you notice, I'm sure this isn't about giving advice. Uh, I'm not uh, an advisor. I'm not even a, a counselor, uh, you know, guidance, um, I, I guess, essentially um, giving just multiple options, uh, just talking, discussing, um, you know, researching. I'm just doing the research right here. You know, that that'll be one question I'll get a lot is, wow, how do you know so much about this stuff? Not saying I'm an expert. Seriously, there are some serious experts out there. I mean, uh, serious experts, even um, for, let's say you're imposters, right? You're, you know, you know, the level of knowledge that they have to have in order to impersonate, um, let's say a registered rep or somebody also on the other end, just your good, um, personal advisor, you know, representative, um, and the knowledge that they have and, 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 and the people who run their different departments, um, uh, but even just your advisor, you know, uh, I'm thinking about like even your, um, I don't know, uh, Buckley's at, um, 
Vanguard or um, I can't even think of anyone else, but how they run their organizations all the way down to just an advisor who's just really knowledgeable about the market, very knowledgeable, um, and they know exactly what to look at. Uh, one thing I would hear a lot of experts say like uh, is the VIX, this damn VIX, okay? They always, that's like, I don't know, it's like a benchmark or something. Let me see. I'm going to write that down. VIX. Um, take a look at this damn VIX. I mean, I've seen it so many times. Uh, another thing is um, Iron Condor. Uh, these are, I think, uh, options, uh, strategies. Uh, I wanna, those are a few things I want to look up. These are things that I would look at constantly and still don't fully understand. Uh, there's like 20 different options. Uh things but um yeah um yeah there's some very knowledgeable people out there so again this isn't chan man with all the advice and expertise i'm not an advisor none of that disclosure disclosure <laughs> um also uh this is not a plug uh this is just chan man talking um uh, i do believe for the best experience uh for house of barf would be spotify premium uh, not telling you to go out there and purchase it. Uh, it's, not, it's about $9.99 a month. However, uh, uh, it's about 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Let's see. Let's take a, let's take a look. Uh, they're not talking about nothing. Oh, uh, okay. They're about to get there in about 50 seconds. Um. All right. Um. I'm just sitting here talking. Uh, we're just getting back in the swing of things. I am going to try to keep these episodes shorter, see what I can do. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We're talking for about 11 minutes. Um, this is Chairman House of Barf. All right, all right. Thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to come back and kick it with your man Chairman at the house. I appreciate it. Uh, just still talking. Just, again, uh, missed yesterday. Um, I don't even know what happened in the news. Uh, but yeah, was just saying thank you. Um, uh, best experience. Uh, I would say Spotify Premium, so that you can actually hear the full songs. Uh, the songs are primarily uh, chosen from uh, a playlist on Spotify called Discover uh, Weekly. It's just uh, a playlist that I've chose um, um, to just use uh, typically. Uh, now it may go on and off uh, of that, but typically that's the uh, playlist that I use. Um, let me see. Um, um, yeah, yeah. What was crazy about uh, again taking yesterday off? Um, again, miss creating content. Um, but also, um. I did not want it to start becoming this new tiresome job like I was uh, at work where it's like, you know, you think about it all the time. You know, uh, that's that's the reason why I did this was so that it would just be fun. Uh, just do it whenever I feel like doing it. Uh, but I am trying to get the content out there. And I have noticed that it um, uh, looks like NVIDIA had a blowout quarter. Um uh, you know, uh, but yeah, yeah, I didn't want to make this become some, uh, thing that takes over, you know, uh, uh, like a job where, you know, you may be watching uh, your children from home and doing your job, you know, whether it's uh COVID, you know, and the, the, the daycares were shutting down or they were only taking in nine, 10 kids at a time. Oh, however it was, um, and your child is sitting there trying to talk to you and you're like, Hey, no, I got to work. Um, sometimes I don't know if everybody's like that, but, um, I don't want content to become like that where I'm like, Hey, wait a moment. creating this content, creating this content, trying to, you know, whatever, I guess influence people. I'm not sure what, you know, if that's the correct, uh, terminology, but yeah. So it was nice to be able to take the uh, day off from creating content, uh, does relax your brain. You don't always feel like um, you're racking your brain on uh, making sure you didn't miss anything or any topics. Or should I go back and correct that? There are a couple of episodes that I have went back and talked to and was like, 
man, you were talking way too much. You could have, you could have cut that short, you know, got out of there, uh, touch on this topic. You could go more into depth on topics, but also not trying to go too far into depth. Uh, we got so much time ahead of us and, um, there's no need to uh, rush it. Um, looks like, uh, uh, let me see. Bitcoin is trading at approximately $26,365 and 69 cents. Uh, it's approximately 9.35 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, looks like they're going over semiconductors on CNBC.com. Let me check. Taiwan sent me and said, hey, listen, you're not doing anything? I want you to work on these 24-7. A radical proposition to just make make billions of dollars and sit, put them in a warehouse. Well, this was, um, this is a... Okay. So, yeah, uh, looks like Semiconductor uh, NVIDIA is doing pretty well uh, today. I'm not sure. Um... They're just showing that it has approximately about $926 billion, I believe, market cap. Uh, right now, NASDAQ soars after strong earnings. Okay, yeah, so NVIDIA is having a pretty good day. Let's just check it out real quick. Let's just I just want to type it in because I'm, I'm looking for it to pop up on the screen. But uh, da, 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 da. NB, uh, NVIDIA ticker. All right, uh, NVIDIA. Um, what's it? Ticker, NVDA, yeah. Uh, it's trading at approximately $373.63. Wow. Um, uh, let's just see where it was year to date. Uh, this time a year ago. Uh, let me see. Uh, I just want to make sure. I'm, okay. Uh, what is it? May, where's, where's May 2022? Come on, man. All right, May 2022. There we go. All right. Uh, it was trading about one sixty nine, uh, one $169.75 approximately uh, on May 25th, uh, 2022. Uh, so, um, yeah, that's, 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 that's pretty nice for the chip company. I don't think anybody was doubting NVIDIA. I think uh, there's a possibility of probably looking at other semiconductors uh, just to see kind of what they were going to do. Um, all right. As you know, uh, typically don't have a topic to go over. I'm kind of just running down the list of uh, um, uh, semiconductor. Uh, looks like uh, AMD Advanced Micro Devices, Inc., it's trading at approximately $117.16, uh, increase on the day of approximately $8.98. Approximately, that's an increase of 8.3%. Um, what's a Taiwan TSM? Uh, Taiwan Semiconductor trading at approximately $98.64, an increase of approximately $9, I mean not $9, uh, 9.44%. That's an increase of approximately eight dollars and fifty one cents. Let me see. Um, what's what's another one? Is it CSM? Uh, I'm just seeing if I know is it CFE. Uh, semiconductor. So I can't remember if it's CFE or. Uh, there's a few other companies out there. Um, and at this time, uh, I'm not going to be sharing. Like, if I was playing the game, what I would be doing. Uh, we're not, I'm not doing that right now. Um, we'll, we'll get there again. If I create this content and I start getting some change, uh, something that I can actually show, um, you know, earnings so that I can start, uh, you know, paying bills and whatnot. Um, then other content will come out. Okay. I can see how it can happen. Cause I said it before, like, why do people be charging for, you know, information? But uh, then I'll be able to start um, getting uh, equipment and whatnot so that uh, um, I can um, start creating more content. And that content uh, will probably be subscription only because, again, as I stated before, in my personal opinion, uh, there's a few things that are not necessarily um, that you need to do. For example, uh, even going back to... Uh, what's her name? Michelle Singletary's article over here. Um, she even said something about, um, uh, let's see. Um, 
I'm going to go back just a little bit. Uh, as the debt ceiling standoff drags on, people have been asking me whether they should move money out of their FDIC insured bank accounts. One reader asked, should I cash in my U.S. saving bonds? Others have expressed doubts about investing for retirement, wondering whether they should just wait until things get better. That's timing the market, and that's not a good investment strategy. Um, you know, so, um, what I was, uh, discuss- well, I forgot what I was about to say, but basically, um, the reason why I'm tra- oh, charging for that material is because, um, essentially, uh, that's just going to be what I would consider perversion of, um, the, uh, stock market. Um, let me sh- let, let's look it up real quick. Oh, man. Laptop's getting a little warm. Um, is day trading... Um, a good strategy? Let's just see. Um, this is RamseySolutions.com. Then not... A study found that trade and day traders typically end up on the wrong side of a trade more often than not. A study found that traders who lose money account for anywhere between 72 to 80% of all day trades being made. It's just not worth the risk. October 20th, 2022. Okay, yeah, that's on uh, RamseySolutions.com. And, I'm, you know, look, to, to each his own. Uh, you know, uh, but, uh, that material be more so where not giving advice at all, you know, uh, but I may just, um, you know, like pervert the stock market and just, you know, day trade, uh, you know, and, uh, essentially people will be watching me lose my money, uh, due to these day trades, but, you know, day trading is actually, uh, for me, it's actually really fun. Like it's, it's exhilarating, you know, but, uh, got to get my fat ass some up sometimes and, uh, go take a walk, uh, because you will be at your chair all day. And, um, I did enjoy my previous role. I really did. Um, uh, but, uh, trading daily, man, everyone, it's 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 exhilarating you like i won't get sleep you know like because uh you'll be constantly doing this research and then the type of trader i am uh let me see what kind of trader i am uh i'm I'm your basic trader i'm I'm a charter uh let me see uh charting uh stocks yeah i'm um Uh, da, 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 da. okay, I can't, I can't find it right now. It's it's like different types of, uh, techniques, charting, uh, I think it's charting technique, uh, stock charting techniques. Um, so there's different types of investors or, um, techniques. Was it fundamental technical? I'll, I'll take a look at that when we get back, but, uh, I'm, I'm your basic charter. I look at charts. I look at uh, uh I try to get on the 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 uh, the candlesticks, the uh, the head, the shoulders, the reverse, uh, bat wing or something, uh, just various uh, charts, patterns. Um, you know, I don't have any. Uh, you know, we'll look up the formulas and everything, but I don't really have any techniques. That's why I kind of want to look up the uh, iron condor. Um. So yeah, uh, that's probably when I'll get into that. But yeah, as of right now, uh, uh, just more so just going over uh, topics that I wanted to research, uh, like during maybe trading or during compliance that I never actually was able to take time out. And yes, that's partially my fault. Uh, there is plenty of time in the day. You can take an hour at the end of the day. You could take an hour at the beginning of the day. And uh, put it towards your self-care, your self-learning professionally, not just, you know, exercise and whatnot. But when you get 
to your job or your business or, you know, whatever it is you're doing. Uh, I mean, cause like, uh, I'll ask my buddy sometimes, uh, uh, I don't have any buddies right now that aren't track, but I'll be like, how do you practice track? You know? Um, so, uh, you know, professionally, um, taking an hour out of your day, uh, if possible, two hours out of your day for self care professionally, uh, meaning, uh, hopping on those websites that pro- provide trainings and classes. Uh, if your job provides this, if, uh, you're able to afford this, if you have your own business or however it is. Um, so, uh, just, uh, increasing on, um, uh, again, forgot on those techniques. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I, I was not doing that, uh, in, um, in compliance or while trading, uh, trading's a little different because you have to keep up with the regulations and everything, because uh, you don't want to violate any rules, any regulations, uh, from SEC or from FINRA or whoever else. Uh, uh I don't know, CBOE, I don't know, Chicago Board uh, of Exchange or uh, the state or whoever, whoever you're with, uh, you don't want to. Uh, so it's, but as far as like. Um, there's different things with trading that you should be keeping yourself up to date on, uh, which is like, uh, don't quote me on this now, like, cause it's been a while since I've done any of this, but like, let's say you're talking about like, um, somebody, this kind of goes into taxes and I don't want to go into taxes, but your conversion rules, you know, somebody's trying to convert like a retirement portfolio and making sure that you do it correctly or, um, uh, um, you know, different, um, I don't transfer, uh, systems. I, I know one big one is ACAT, you know, making sure you know the different, uh, transfers very well. Uh, if let's say an organization or somebody's trying to transfer their funds or even just a retail investor, uh, you want to make sure you get yourself up to date on these future various things, uh, things like, um, a cost basis, and cost basis on both ends. You got cost basis on the buy side. You got cost basis on the on the sell side, and that you're just aware of the rules uh, with um, cost basis and um, a cost basis on the sell side as well, and how it affects uh, different accounts. So, um, and then also different, um, you know, just various regulations. So that, you know, this is on the trading side, uh, compliance as well. Uh, compliance, you have to definitely take time out of your day to catch up on all the rules and regulations, uh, staying on top of that, um, not just kind of fumbling through, uh, but also taking time. But also you have to keep your uh, eye on the market as well uh, so that you can kind of, you know, um, think of, you know, what's going on in in the market, you know, Um but yeah, trading. Yeah, yeah. That 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 thing's um, on my mind of getting the software up. Uh, yeah, just taking it easy today. Getting back into the swing of things. Um, this is Chairman. I've been talking for about sixteen minutes. This is Chairman House of Barf. Yo yo yo. What's good, yo? This is Chairman House of Barf. Uh, just checking out what's going on CNBC. Uh, real quick. Um. Uh, Ethereum is trading at approximately $1,797. I didn't see the cents. It was about 30 cents. Um, S&P 500 uh, is trading at approximately $4,139. NASDAQ is up approximately about 155 points. That's a change of 1.23%. Let me see. Two-year note yield is at approximately 4.5%. Four or five, eight percent. All right, let's see. Let's, let's let's hear a little bit about bonds real quick. Oh, okay, they're about to go to. Looks like they're about to go to commercial. But yeah, real quick on the last um, last joint, I guess last little segment. Uh, touched on cost basis very briefly, and what I was just saying. Sometimes with uh, traders, they got to keep. Um, uh, what I mean, uh, so you can kind of get caught up in your job. What you know, no matter what it is, uh, personal advising financial advising which i never did but um uh never got to that point where i was just somebody's personal advisor uh, financial advisor um did definitely work very closely with them um 
but uh, you can sometimes get caught up in your job, like like tough, you know, uh, because you constantly have. Uh, I mean, phone calls are off the hook. I'm I'm saying somewhere between approximately, depending on your role, uh, thirty to about a hundred phone calls a day, and uh, some of those phone calls can be Mister or Mrs. Um, you know, Parker, uh, nervous about their portfolio because they heard that um something on CNBC or you know Fox or you know they, they heard something on the news uh BBC whatever um that uh, uh I was reading my newspaper and and you know on, on uh, this they say that uh what do they say um uh the last time these talks got down to the wire. Markets plummeted and the country's borrowing costs went up. So, you know, I'm thinking about it, I want to pull out of the market. So, you know, you, sometimes you can get caught up in your role uh, where you're trying to make sure you find the best stocks uh, or the best mutual funds or whatever portfolio they're in, or, you know, whatever. Or, you know, you're trying to do your debt to equity balance. Um, also, your value box, making sure their risk tolerance. Uh, you're making sure all this stuff is in the line and you're doing this for multiple customers and you have so much under assets under management that um, sometimes you can, in my personal opinion, and not saying this is for everybody because there's people out there that have been in the game 30 years and never had a problem uh, getting stagnant or falling behind. Fantastic. I'll tell you, there's some serious um, just geniuses out there. But um, um you can get kind of um, uh, stagnant with uh, what I think is your trading uh, uh, knowledge, your product knowledge. Uh, for example, maybe for years and years and years, you stuck to annuities. Uh, for years, years and years, you stuck to uh, brokerage. Uh, for years, years and years, you stuck to uh, debt, uh, fixed income, uh, bonds, um, and possibly not expanded uh your, your knowledge on it, even in options, let's just say you stuck with calls and puts, you know, um, and instead of, uh, uh, branching out that knowledge. So that's just my personal opinion. There's no research on that. Uh, but on cost basis, what I wanted to talk, cause I was touching on this on the last one is also, uh, expanding your knowledge on cost basis because there's, there, there will be some times, uh, where, um, you know, you may move an account to an another account and it may not be, I can't think of it. Well, well, let me think off the top of my head. Um, um, I don't know. You're thinking that you're moving, I don't know, a traditional to uh, a, a, a Roth or, and um, uh, I don't know. Uh, instead, or something you thought you were moving your retirement account to uh, a traditional, and instead uh, it went to a Roth or an individual account, something like that. Uh, and you just thought, as a trader, you just thought, oh, I don't know, it was all the same, something like that. Uh, so that person's, you know, going to get hit, you know, uh, uh, with all those capital gains. Uh, and possible, let's just say they're not over the age of 59 and a half, or maybe they are, you know, there just may be a lot of capital gains and taxes uh, that get involved. Uh, so just, you know, uh, little rules like that. Also, um, branching out into uh, the, the, the employee uh, pension programs, which I don't even really know much about. That's something I need to write down and do my research on because I've done it before, um, but I need to brush up on that. Um uh, let, me, uh, let me write that down. It's like SEP, um, IRAs. Uh, I think there may be even a SIP. I'm not sure. Um, SEP, uh, other just uh, employee uh, business programs, um, which are a little different than, I guess, more so when I'm thinking about the 401k. Uh uh, the employer sponsor, but this is a different employee sponsor. I think these are people who like work for the company or something. I got to look it up. Um, but call spaces, uh, on the buy side and on the sell side. Uh, so, um, 
there's one that I want to go over real quick that um just want to make uh anybody aware of it's a step up uh cost basis just want to go over this real quick now this is something different uh let me see if uh if i can just go to like investopedia or something uh and i'll let investopedia explain it uh but just very briefly i just want to go over this um i'll let them just read the key takeaways real quick Key takeaways. A step up in basis resets the cost basis of an appreciated inherited asset for tax purposes. The cost basis for heirs is raised to the asset's market value on the prior owner's date of death, reducing future capital gains taxes. Residents of states with community property laws or those with assets in community property trusts qualify for a step-up in basis on community property for the surviving spouse. Because the benefits of the step-up basis mostly accrue to the wealthiest households, opponents have tried to limit or eliminate the provision in recent years without success. Okay, so... um. I wasn't I I wasn't really listening, uh, but I should have been paying attention because uh, I have a, a, a little bit of background on uh, step up. Uh, but uh, again, this is not advice or anything. Um, but uh, here, one second, let's, I'm gonna do a quick video because this step up is kind of crazy in the sense of if you kind of heard like it adjusts the cost basis for uh, someone who is an heir and they inherit the portfolio. Uh, this is so that they don't incur here. Let me see. All right. This is investopedia.com. A step up in basis is the increased cost basis of an inherited asset or other security. An asset's cost basis is its original price, which is used to determine capital gains and taxes. When an inherited asset receives a step up in basis, its value becomes its fair market value at the time it is inherited, not its original purchase price. Assuming the assets have grown in value, as most do, heirs benefit because the capital gains tax liability they face is limited. For example, when Mary's mother passed away, Mary inherited shares in ABC Corporation that her mother had bought in 1985 for $2 each. By the time of her death, those shares had grown in value to $15. Each. For tax purposes, the shares receive a step-up in basis, which means their cost basis is $15 per share. If Mary immediately sells them at $15 a share, she will owe no taxes on the sale because the shares will have no capital gains. If the stocks had not received a step-up in basis and Mary sold them at $15 each, she'd owe a taxable capital gain at $13 per share. If Mary holds the shares for a year before selling them at $16 a share, her tax liability Ability will be limited to the one dollar per share in capital gains the stock posted. Boom, boom, mm. Mm -mm -mm. that is, whew, that is amazing. And you know, this is one thing that I present to people who, when they're like, the stock market is a, is a casino is um and i understand people use the casino as a form of income i've I've heard this people be like yeah I, I, you know yeah instead of you know going to you know bars or lounges or clubs or you know whatever i'll just go to the casino and i'll sit there and typically you know uh try to make a few extra hundred dollars a month or something i'm like oh wow you're using the casino as income like wow i, I did not know you could do that um However, let's just say you leave some stock in a portfolio, totally set it, forget it, didn't even come back to it. And on there, you did put some beneficiaries, right? Those beneficiaries are not going to get, you You heard, they're not getting that, that cost basis that, 
you know, that $1 you bought it at. They're going to get that step-up cost basis. Uh, I don't know all the details. It's like, you know, either the date of your death or there, it may be something else with it um, so that they don't incur all those uh, tax consequences. Now, there were some parts that I missed. Uh, I'm sure there's more to it. Uh, of course, speak with your CPA, uh, your tax advisor, and your, you know, financial advisor and make sure you get it all situated. But these are little things that, you know, sometimes when you're in your job, even as you're a fantastic trader, fantastic trader, that, you know, you just want to, you know, take time out and just see what's going on out there um, to Im improve your skills uh, so that, you know, let's say, for example, uh, you got, you know, Mr. Timmy Turner, who um, has been holding on to a stock. Uh, they're, they're approximately, and I'm just making this stuff up, they're approximately... Ra, yeah. did you want to come say something real quick? Hi. What do you want to say? We're just talking about uh, retirement cost basis. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to say. It's all good. Thank you for saying hello. You're welcome. All right. Um, but yeah, um... Yeah, uh, we're talking about the uh, the step up. Um, yeah, because uh, yeah, you know, you have you know, I was just saying, Mr. Timmy Turner, who um, has a portfolio that he's been holding for about thirty years, and um, he's he's about seventy. You know, he's he's at that age, you know, where he could live another thirty, or he could live. And, you know, another, you know, few minutes and he could live another 30 years or he may just live another day or two. You don't know. You know, uh, he, he's 75, 77, something like that. Um, no signs of any issues, uh, incapacitation or uh, medical issues. Just, you know, you know, has four children. OK. Um, and decides that he wants to move his. Uh, mutual funds that he's been holding for 30 years and he wants to go ahead and put them in another account. I don't know what account. I don't know for what. Um, I can't think of it right now. Um, and you just say, you, st you think to yourself, oh, okay, you know what? Um, thank goodness I was just looking at uh, retirement plans and cost basis somehow, you know, uh, but I came across Step Up. Now, as an advisor, you can't predict when somebody will pass, but possibly um you can do you know you know possibly look either way you go damned if you do damned if you don't uh but you can go in either direction kind of like as an advisor uh i figured that this would be the best advice could you imagine the person being 75 years old and living another few days and they asked you to move their mutual funds that had super capital gains uh, in another, let's just say they wanted to start getting more than the average annual income from uh, the mutual funds. So they wanted to start getting, you know, they wanted to do more trades. Uh, I don't know. So they moved to, I don't know what would be the best account. I don't know. And I don't know. Investment advisory account or something. I don't know. Right. Uh, but they're going to get hit with all those capital gains. Uh, and you say, you know what? Um, I advise against this. And the next few days, and their family knows about this or something, and you were the one to say, uh, I advised against it. You know, you're a superhero. And yeah, you know, you ain't going to get none of that month, those millions in that account. You know, you ain't getting none of that. You know, <laughs> but you're a superhero, you know, um, um, and yeah, uh, you, 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 as a, as a representative, you can't predict when somebody will pass. You, you leave them in that, uh, mutual fund for 30 more years and it goes up, you know, a couple percentage. And, you know, if you happen to still be with this person, you know, nobody died or anything, um, they're pissed. They're like, oh, you're the worst advisor in the world. I could have made thousand percent instead i made 300 percent i made 
you know, I could have I could have tripled it. And yeah, it's true. You know, we went with logic and reason yesterday or day before yesterday. I can't even remember. Versus emotional. Um, so either or, you know. Um, but yeah, you just if you're able to. So real quick, been talking for about sixty minutes. Going to wrap this up real quick. But cost basis on the buy side um, is essentially as you heard the price that you buy. Um, or I guess essentially if you want to do like some speculative trading or sell at, um, I'm not going to try to teach it and all, but essentially if you bought like a stock for a dollar, your cost basis is a dollar, uh, but you bought one share. Okay. One share at $1, your cost basis is a dollar. So if it goes up to one fifteen, uh, your capital gains is 15 cents. Uh, and when you withdraw, that's the part. Uh, depending on what account you're in, but let's just say you're in a cash account, an individual account, uh, that 15 cents is going to be the thing that you're going to be taxed on because that's your capital gains. Now, don't quote me on that. I'm not an advisor um, or anybody. Uh, so uh, cost basis, on that's the buy side. I think you could pretty much get, get that. The reason why I said the sell side is also, let's say that you want to do some speculative trading. You decided that you want to short the market or something. Your cost basis would be your... Your short price. Um, now, cost basis on the uh, sell side is where you want to make sure that you pay attention. Um, you know, if you take a little bit of time out of your day uh, to understand why people use these different cost based methods. But uh, cost basis uh, such as uh, now uh, you've probably heard the sell side more often. Uh because that's how people more so talk about cost basis more than the buy side. Uh, on the buy side, people don't really go over it and discuss that uh, when you buy stock, and I don't, don't quote me on all this stuff, there's stuff called like a lot, you know, so it's your allotment, you know, um, of your, like every stock is not bought at the same price. So you click 100 shares of ABC stock, um, um, you don't get a hundred shares at the same price. So let's just say ABC is going for $1. You buy a hundred shares. You're going to get like 99 shares, 98 shares. And you're going to be like, how did that happen? Uh, well, let's just say this $1 stock had a lot of volatility, a lot of volume. Um, you're going to get one share at 105. Then you're going to get another share at 98. Then you're going to get another share at 114. And you're going to get another share at a dollar and then a dollar two. And it's going to do that until it fills up your uh, amount of shares. Um, that's on the buy side. Now, on the sell side, you more so are probably familiar with the LIFO, FIFO. Uh, I think there's HIFO. Um, uh, I think there's SPEC uh, ID or specification ID. Uh, uh, essentially these are very important for you again, for tax purposes, don't really want to get into tax purposes right now, but just making yourself more aware of these, for example, let's say that somebody, um, you know, sold a home the same year and they're really not looking to incur any more, um, any more capital gains. Um, however, I don't know, for some reason, um, they need to pull out some money and, um, uh, I don't know, pay for a new home or pay off whatever, some other bills or taxes or something that they had to pay off. And um, they want you to go ahead and sell about $35,000 out of their account, you know, so that they can pay off any taxes that they had or any, you know, anything. And please don't take this as advice or anything. I'm just talking. Um, and you go in there. And they got capital gains from 2002 and you go out there and hit first, you know, first in, first out FIFO cost basis joint. Um, and that hits the joints with the highest capital gains, you know, um, it would have been helpful if possibly you could possibly maybe did the last in first out. What is HIFO again? I forgot what HIFO is. Let me see what, uh, HIFO. Oh, highest in, first out. 
Okay, so um, there may even be a couple, a uh, couple more. Um, yeah, um, but yeah. So that's cost basis on both sides. Um, let's real quick for our head out. Take a look to see what the markets are doing. Most of all the returns on the S&P 500 year-to-date are from AI momentum. Today, 90% of the NASDAQ 100... Talking about NVIDIA. AI. If NVIDIA was on the Dow, it would contribute. But that's all right. Not well, uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up right there. Uh, start getting this uh, day started. Uh, get some things done. Uh, Ra, you want to say goodbye? Bye. All right, this is Chan Man, House of Barf.